Easy. What up, Kev? What's up, big dog? How you doing? Manhandle Podcast, episode four. That's how I'm doing. Episode four. Happy Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving Eve. Look at us sitting at home recording a podcast while all the 21-year-olds are getting fucked up at the bars. It's all right, man. We've had our time, unfortunately. I think in the description of this pod says two past up prime or playground legends. That's I couldn't have put that any better myself right there. I mean, dude, I'm just like not even looking forward to like the hangover anymore. I think that's like my main thing right now. <laughs> I just want some turkey. Just some turkey. I'm not a huge cranberry sauce guy, but you know, give me some cornbread, some stuffing. Let's load it up. I want a big old fat plate. Bet you do. But yeah, let's start this off. Let's do it. You just brought up Playground Legends, right? That's right. I think we got one playing for the St. John's Red Storm. Ooh, starting off with a little college basketball. College hoops, college hoops. Got to you know, shout out to my boys, the St. John's Red Storm. Uh, they won the Legends Classic yesterday at the Barclays Center. And your boy Shamari Pons held it down, man. The dude was on fire, had 37 points yesterday to lead us to a, a win, and that bucket at the end of the game to give us the win. 37 insane. points, huh? 37. I think he had 32 the night before, too, man. Like, he, he killed it this whole tournament. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't watch college basketball because it's not important, especially programs like St. John's. They don't count. But, oh, my bad, my bad, Hofstra, right? You're a Hofstra <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flying Dutchman, baby. Flying Dutchman, oh my God. Worst mascot ever. But let's fill us in. Fill me in on what I should know about the St. John's Red Storm. What should I know about Shamori Pons? Shamori Pons, I mean, first of all, New York kid. Um, Chris Mullen got him to stay in New York, which is like a really hard thing to do these days to actually have these kids that are from New York stay here and play for St. John's. Now, was Which he a top recruit? Uh, I don't. He wasn't like a five star recruit, no. But like, he was definitely like one of the best kids coming out of the class from New York that actually stayed here. Okay. And I mean okay. that that's like what the Red Storm like built their program on back in like the eighties was you know keeping these New York kids in New York, you know. Yeah. But dude, the kids from Brooklyn. I mean, he's a baller. He's probably going to get drafted this year. I. He honestly reminds me of Kemba Walker when Kemba Walker was doing his thing at UConn. Ooh, okay. I like that comparison. Yeah, he's got that. He's a, just a smooth-handling point guard. He's got those moves where he kind of like throws you for a loop, you know, puts you in the blender and then steps back and hits that jumper. He definitely does a lot of that. Now, is he a lefty? Uh, yeah. Now, that in and of itself, I think, is big. Yeah, but, I mean, he's good with both hands. Like, he can get to the bucket, like, at will. He's so quick. And, like, the most important thing when he is being, like, that quick down the court is that he can actually handle the ball really well, too. So. All right. Now, where do, if you had to guess, where would he go in the draft? Is he, like, a late first round guy? or I think late first round, early second. Yeah. Okay. Which, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. St. John's, we don't really have that many people that get drafted that high. Yeah. 
Shout, shout out to Mo Harkless. Why did you turn the TV on? Shout out to Mo Harkless. Well, uh, dude, going with that, dude, St. John's, I think we're 5-0 and now. I mean, it's insane. Like, that we're actually playing this well. I really feel that this is the team that's going to be ranked, man. Ooh. Oh, now, how, how long until that stuff comes out? Well, no, I mean, the rankings are always out, but I, I think it, it's they're going to need a couple more big wins. Yeah, that's get, what I mean. Like, I feel like it's a weighted, like, weighted schedule, weighted ranking, whatever the word is there. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to need a couple more wins, to, I think, to, to crack – you know, the top 25, but okay. I know that they came into the season, like ranked like 26th or 27th. So a couple of teams are going to need to lose, but yeah, they're going to move in there pretty soon. That's big time. There we go. Represent a little New York a little bit. Finally, the best team in New York, the St. John's Red Storm. <laughs> there it is. How do you like that? There it is. Shamori. Shaboy. So now I feel like this is kind of the perfect segue as you brought up a player comparison for him. Let's give a little sh- shout out to Kemba Walker scoring 103 points in the past two games. Holla at you, boy. Big boy, Kemba. I mean, another New York guy, you know. Big there, time. There's a few of us, the few, the proud. <laughs> um, dude, 60 against the 76ers, 43 against the Celtics. And, like, that 43 against the Celtics, those last shots were just daggers, man. Like, Oh, yeah. Like knife-to-the-heart type shots. No, it's, he's, he's playing like a brand-new player, which is what, like, it's, it's good to see because, hey, it's a contract year. Get that money, Kemba. Get that. You know what? All right. As a Nick fan, would you take him? I mean, when's the last time we, like, had a point guard, like, this good? And, I mean, every year since he came into the league, he's just gotten better. No, that is true. All right, hold on. I'm bringing a quick – all right, so the Hornets are in sixth place currently in the Eastern Conference at 9-8, and tied with the Celtics. I mean, they don't really have that that loaded of a roster there either, you know? That's true. Who do you think they're a lot lying on? Like Batum, dudes like that, that 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 are trying to you know help Kemba playmaking and. Sh- sh- I sh- mean, you got you got TP Tony Parker, which was a solid pickup for them. I saw him getting some uh, big time shots at the end of the game last time. Yeah, I mean, he's that dude that that, that I think like every team needs, especially at this point of his career. Like. Yeah. I mean, you're you're right. But what scares me, though, is what I said earlier, is it's a contract year. I'm going to read you some stats. I'm going to read you some stats, and then I'm going to read you his career stats. Uh Uh-oh, stats guy. Let's hear it. Uh Uh-oh. So this year, he's averaging 29.6 points per game. Yeah. That's that's So he's averaging 30 points a game. Incredible. Yeah. He's a career... 19.3 19.3 points per game player. All right. How old is he? Uh, 27, I, 28? That's what I want to say around there, yeah. So he's, so he's legitimately coming into his prime years right now. That's true. I mean, all Maybe right. he's just going. All right. 6.1 assists per game, a career 5.4. All right. That, right so, on, about there. Yeah. This is what I'm interested in. His field goal percentage this year is 46 and a half. 
He's a career 42% shooter. Now the big jump, he's shooting 39% from three this year. He's at 36% on his career. His shooting's up across the board, which is big time. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do when you want that money, right? And that's what scares me. But you wouldn't give him – you would not take him on the Knicks? With oh, yeah, that's true. The lack of, of point guards that are available, especially at his caliber, like – I mean, I feel like we should be like the first ones knocking on his door. Yeah, we got to sell him on the hometown thing. Why? We could give him the max. I, I, all right, I get all right. Tell me on why I want to give Kemba a max. Because we haven't had a point guard in twenty years. Okay, but in a league where we want tall, athletic dudes that could switch, why do we want to pay max deal to a guy who's six one? We know that's an NBA six one, so he's probably five eleven, six foot at most. He's an undersized point guard. Because we haven't had a point guard in 20 years. <laughs> Is that your argument? I mean, dude, come on. Like, for the past, like, 20 years of being a Nick fan, I don't think I've seen one point guard that can actually run an offense. When we need a bucket, they can actually get to, to the rim or at least get to the hole and then kick it out to someone. Like, who's going to do that on this team? Trey Burke can't do that. Frank can't do that. Don't even, you know what? I'm surprised that I even brought up Frank's name. I can't even, but you know, Trey can't do that. Moutier can't do that. Like, I just don't see a player on the roster that could do that or one that could become available. Okay. So Kemba's in his eighth year right now in the NBA. He spent all of his time in Charlotte. He's been in the playoffs twice. Okay. Yeah. In Charlotte. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really see them having that good of a roster at, at any point of his career. But you're telling me that in a weak Eastern Conference, he couldn't limp a, a, a Charlotte Hornets team into the eighth seed of the playoffs? I think Kemba Walker is a max player. I don't think that he's LeBron James, like if that's what you're asking. All right, that's fair, I guess. Yeah, there's only a certain amount of guys that can will their teams into the playoffs, but – and I'm sorry, but Nicholas Batum, like Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, those type of players, like, I don't, you know, they're okay, but they're not going to be, like, the type of players that you can bring into the playoffs. But, I mean, this year. Hey, he did have Big Al Jefferson, too. Don't oh. forget about that. <laughs> Big Al Jefferson. All right, I guess that that's where we're going with this, huh? <laughs> no, you know what? I'll take the meeting. Let's see. I want I if if I'm getting Kemba this offseason, that I hope is going to pair with the top pick we're getting in the draft, and either we try for another mid-level dude and build a solid team. If Kemba's our number one star free agent guy that we get in here, I don't know if I'm that excited. Well, what else is going to get you excited? Well, I feel like it's an Amari thing in 2010. We missed out on all the other big dudes, and then we got Amari, and it was like, yeah, we got Amari. But then, like, we're like, yeah, all right, like we got Amari. Yeah, but there's unless you're getting Durant, like, there's not a lot of other free agents that I would be, you know, crazy about signing this year. My eyes are on Durant, baby. Oh God! All right, come on, Durant. You know what? I think this is a perfect time to 
just let's talk, you know, let's flip it to the West Coast and talk about the Lakers, please, because I can't get into this Durant thing again. <laughs> okay. Br- bringing up the surging Los Angeles Lakers. Five and one in their past six games. The LeBakers. Currently in route to just smoking the Cavs right now. Well, I don't know the score, but I just assume they're going to beat the Cavs. It's LeBron's first time back in Cleveland. I guess someone's not watching any hoops, doing their research. Uh, the Lakers are only up one on the Cavs right now. Hey, can we take a little side thing? Cleveland, this one's for you. Yeah, they had a whole video for them. There was a lot of love and how he opened a school. I mean, hooray for you, LeBron. I want some LeBron hate. I want some burning his jerseys. I want them to drop it from the rafters on fire. Like, we don't like you. You left. I don't think they could do that now, man. Like, he got them that ring. I think that's all they care about. That's all I would care about. Like, hey, you got me one. Thank you. I think that's a bitter sports fan of me talking. But. I still want to give it to him. I don't know. There's a part of me that still wants to give it to him. All right. How many games does it take for the Lakers to trade for J.R. Smith? (laughs) Who do you trade for J.R. Smith? Who does anybody trade for J.R. Smith? I think I brought this up to you before, but I think uh, the Sacramento Kings line up as a perfect trade uh, option for J.R. Smith. Who are you going to trade? (laughs) Iman Shumpert, obviously. (laughs) You're just you're swapping one two, for the other on that one. Two former Nick Duds for each other. Oof. But yeah, man, let's go back to the Lakers. I mean, LeBron. Just doing what LeBron does every single year. Leads his team in virtually every category and puts his team on his back. Like how how much longer can he do this? It's insane. You always hear it can't be father time. Yeah. But he keeps doing it. I know. It's incredible. Like, the dude is an absolute monster. And, like, I know a lot of people are comparing Zion Williamson to him. But, like, that's a that's a really – that's a stretch right there. I mean, LeBron it like might go down as the best player that we've ever seen. And, I mean, just this year, this, the dude's averaging 34 minutes a game. Like, how long can he keep that up? Like, I have no idea how he hasn't gotten hurt, <laughs> like, any year. It's insane. But what's crazy about that is that's the least amount of, min- of minutes that he's averaged in, like, before Miami, before his second sit in Cleveland. He's, he's playing the least amount of minutes per game, scoring more points per game, has a better field goal per- a percentage, and shooting better from three. Look at this fucking stack guy in the house. I like and he's it. older. And he's older. It's incredible. Yeah. But, I mean – Looking at the rest of the roster, I can kind of see why he has to do this again and again and again. Like, I, I do think that they have a good young nucleus, but the secondary scoring, I mean, you got Kyle Kuzma, you got Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh Hart coming off the bench. I mean, who do you play? Do you play those young guys or do you do you try to get more minutes for, you know, Caldwell Pope and, you know, Lance uh, I'm keeping that as my second unit. I'm sorry. Yeah, I feel like especially with them trying to bring in another you know, star next year, you're not going to see guys like Caldwell Pope and Lance, probably Rondo too, on this team next year. 
I don't see it. Not unless they come up with some big playoff moment where they feel like they have to bring him back. I just don't see it. Yeah, I agree with you there. It's the reason why they all got one-year contracts. Yeah, and that was pretty much to try to bring what I think is Kevin Durant to the Lakers. Oh, okay. But let's not bring up his name. Yeah. So, like, riding off what you were saying before is one thing we know about LeBron teams is, at least in the past, they've always been built about him. He's being a playmaker, and he's he passes the ball around to his spot-up shooters. Yeah. Now, this team, they kind of went the other way with it, and they wanted to pair him with a bunch of playmakers. Yep. But at the end of the day, he's going to need someone to pick up that secondary star role. If you look at all these other top teams in the West, they have two, three, four stars on their team. LeBron's not going to – he's not going to be able to hold up. Let's just be real. You know, it's not the East. So who do you think they bring in? Well, not who – well, let's stay with who they currently have. Out of the young dudes, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, who do you think out of those four could elevate their game to become that secondary star? I guess it's got to be Ingram, right? It's got to be Ingram, but he's got to show it. I feel like he's kind of – I haven't really seen it from him yet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like right now well, he's, he's averaging like 15 points a game. Uh, yeah. he, but he hasn't had like any good like moments where he's actually like taken over games yet. That's the thing. And I want to see him start where he's actually kind of making the players around him better. But, I mean, he is only 21. Get with it. LeBron's not getting younger, baby. I know. But, you know, he's from Duke. He'll get there. Oh, please. He's a Duke boy. Ugh. That means you give him three three years in the NBA, and he's going to turn out to be an all-star. <laughs> Do you know what's the funniest thing about those four dudes? The one I like the most, I think, is Josh Hart. Really? The guy is just – he's a stud. Lockdown defender, hits the open three, just does what he has to do. I think he was a four-year guy at Villanova, too. That's right. It caught him an NCAA championship, learned the right way how to play. That's true. He's, he is a stud. But, again, how far can a Western Conference team go in with Josh Hart as your number two guy? <sighs> Not that far, but, I mean, you still have LeBron, and LeBron is your number one and your number two. Um. But, yeah, I definitely think – I do think that they're a playoff team. I just don't see them making any sort of, you know, huge run that everyone expected them to make. Very underrated pickup for them, which I love. And it just goes to show Tyson Chandler. Yeah, he's still getting it done. Dude, they picked him up. He's been with the team for six games. I mean, the tip, the tip out king, Tyson Chandler. They're 5-1 and one in those six games. Is he the missing piece? I don't think so. It's Tyson Chandler. But it gives them another big to throw out in in their secondary lineups. You know what kind of makes me a little sad? That Michael Beasley is not getting much burn on this team. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Luke. (laughs) Like, Luke, give this guy some burn, man. Last year, he basically willed the Knicks to like a few wins down the season. Down the stretch of the season, I should say. He's your favorite player's favorite player. Yeah, Michael Beasley. 
one of the best quotes of all time. And I agree with him because you know what? Watching him with the Knicks last year, the dude instantly won my heart. Like just would hit every shot. He could take over games. And I felt like he would be like a perfect piece to put on like LeBron's team, especially like for the second unit. What is it with him? Is it the fact he doesn't play D like at all? Probably. Or like, any minutes. I just I, I don't know if it's like a single thing that's wrong about his game that of why he's not getting playing time right now. Mm-hmm. I just think that there's a lot a log jam of guards and forwards that are in his spot. I mean, you know, you got LeBron playing that position. You got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Stevenson, Caldwell Pope. You know, you move Lonzo around. You know, so there's a lot of guys that they're trying to get minutes there. Yeah, they actually have a very like wing and guard heavy roster and then their centers are what mcgee chandler and zubak or whatever ivaka zubach and he hasn't played at all <laughs> zubak yeah right you just want to say that name zubak he's like a oh they got my boy Maurice wagner on that team too he's a bum no he, you know what you'll say he'll be good he's from michigan he was playing really well uh in the tournament last year when they were making that run i kind of thought that uh I had no idea that he was 21 already, but yeah, I mean, give him some burn. Sit down, Javel. You can't sit, Javel, dude. He's having a career year. Oh my god! Well, you know, actually, you're actually right, dude. Look at his stats. He's playing more minutes. He's doing more in those minutes than he ever has. He's killing it, and he's only 30. Yeah, dude, that's what, I feel like he's been around for so long. He came out of high school. That's the whole thing. Yeah. JaVale McGee. Dude, I'll never forget being at the Garden when uh, the Wilson Chandler was still on the Knicks. Oh, that dunk. Yeah, and Wilson Chandler comes off baseline and just slams it home, and the whole Garden erupted. Like, I was going nuts. Like, I was high-fiving like babies. It was great. <laughs> and then, like, you don't even get a chance to sit down. I think, like, I think maybe – I forgot who was on the team, but it might have been uh, Courtney Brown. No, what, what's his name? Courtney, uh, he used to play for he used to play for the Mavericks. Oh, Karan Butler. Courtney Brown. Karan Butler. Jeez, this Ooh. line's really getting to me. <laughs> but um, so Karan Butler misses a shot. And JaVale McGee, like, jumped over the backboard and, like, slammed this one home on a putback dunk. And, like, the whole garden was just in shock. Like, people were just going nuts. Like, people were crying. Like, it was like the Pope was in town. It was nuts. <laughs> just two monster jams at the garden. It was crazy. That was the old – wasn't that the old, like, Washington uh, – Arenas Wizards? and Yeah, they were wearing those dumb blue jerseys. Oof. Stupid team. But you know what? That's actually pretty funny that you mentioned them. But um, – because I actually saw a rumor – that uh, you know, because the Lakers, as we're kind of discussing now, they don't really have a second option. Exactly. But I did see a rumor of a possible trade. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I thought I thought from what I saw it was Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram, along with some draft picks to the Washington Wizards for John Wall. Ooh. Ooh and b- before you get into it, I do have to say John Wall has one of the best dances ever. So, but you can. Take that for what it is. <laughs> I do enjoy his dance. What I don't enjoy is paying him over $40 million a year when he's 34 years old. 
Yeah, exactly. And his extension hasn't even kicked in yet. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb move by the Washington Wizards because they they have some really bad contracts on that team, I feel like. And they are just playing like dog shit right now. I think Scott Brooks is going to get fired like really soon. And you know who else should be fired? Ernie Grunwald. Yeah. But the dude's been the GM for what, 15, 16 years? They made the playoffs like twice? Yeah, he's never won over 50 games. I, mean, I feel like he just doesn't put a, a good team together, to be honest. Just dumb move after dumb move. They keep mortgaging their future. They traded first-round picks for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Please. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Where is he now? Who cares? But, you know, as long as Dwight Howard's still on the team, everything's all right. How? Yes. Yeah, side note. The locker room cancer, the chemistry dude who's supposed to ruin everything, Dwight Howard. I think it was ruined before he even got there. Oh, yeah. I don't blame this on Dwight Howard at all. He's actually hitting jump shots now. (laughs) But he's always wanted. But I do feel with this team that I just don't like John Wall as a player. I thought he was going to be a lot better than what what he's turned into. I mean, I remember him coming out of Kentucky. Like he was just like he kind of reminded you of like Derrick Rose. That yeah, he had explosive that point guard, explosive point guard. Which I, I think he is. He's a fast point guard. I just never thought that he took it to the next level. Yeah, but I mean, his I contract that he that he got it is it, like a Derrick Rose like MVP contract that you're supposed to get. And I mean. It's tough because if you're the Wizards, your number one overall pick that you've had the whole time, so you have all the extra bird rights and the whole full max that you can give them, you got to give them the money. You're coming off a couple good years. You have Bradley Beal. That's your backcourt of the future. It's just he is just to come full circle. He is the exact representation of the dude who gets paid and just starts like slacking off. <laughs> Did you see him coming uh, into the Team USA uh, training camp? One of the best pictures ever. Oh, like a homeless guy. Like homeless. Looks like he lives in Penn Station. Yeah. <laughs> I used to pass a, him going to work. Yeah, same guy's like, no, dude, I don't have any money <laughs> to give you. I'm sorry. I literally wow. gave you 20 bucks the day before. He's set to make $40 million next year. That's nuts. $40 million. All right, so bring it back to that trade. I, I'm sorry. I don't. If you're the Lakers, I don't care who's included in that trade. I'm not making it. Yeah, I'm not making it. I'm just waiting until the offseason to see who I could sign because I wouldn't honestly mortgage, even though I don't like Lonzo Ball, I think keeping Brandon Ingram on this team would be beneficial for them in the future. Has to be. Over John Wall, 100%. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, I don't even know why you would bring him on this team. He's he he's nothing like Kyrie Irving. He is not a spot-up shooter. He doesn't really play that well defensively. Like, I don't know what you're expecting him to do. But if that trade is for the two-guard on the Washington Wizards, I'd have to think about it. Yeah, if it's for Bradley Beal, I, I absolutely agree. I'm not too high on Bradley Beal either, but yeah, I, I do agree. I think if there's one guy that you pick from this roster that you do trade for, I think it's Bradley Beal. He's on like a manageable deal. I think he's got two years left. 
It's not a full max, which, all right. Pretty sure he's 25 or 26. Knockdown shooter. He could run the pick and roll. He's a dude I would pair with, with LeBron. See, coming out of college, I thought this guy was supposed to be like a knockdown, like three-point shooter. I don't really see it from his numbers this year. I mean, he's shooting 33% from three, which is not – John Wall shooting 34. But what's his career average, though? So? I'm, sure, I'm sure it's way over that, but – We've all been in jobs that we don't like. That's all I'm going to say. I've had plenty of jobs that I go in, and I'm like, well, it's 9.01. I'm done for the day. <laughs> I agree with you, but, I mean, if he's, supposed, you know, if he's supposed to be one of the leaders on this team and you're trading for that guy, then, yeah, I mean, he should be shooting a little bit better than that 33%. I mean, he's only a 39%, you know, shooter from three for his career. So, I mean, it's a big dip for sure. But if I, I – if I had to pick, I would definitely go after Beal over John Wall. Now, like since we're talking about the Wizards, and a lot of the reports are about them trying to trade the backcourt because that's what they could get the most pe- like pieces for, the best return for, right? Yeah. Well, one guy that no one seems to be talking about that if I'm a team I would make a move for is Otto Porter Jr. He sucks. He's having a bad year. I'm with you on that. His but contract's massive. It's a $100 million deal. In today's NBA, is that really that big? All right, he's making $18 to $20 million a year. He's your, he's your 3 and D player. Knockdown three-point shooter. He could play defense. He's not having a good year this year. I'm with you. But, but again, we've all had bad jobs we didn't want to go to. I completely disagree with you on this. Uh, I think Al Porter's a bum. Really? I think, yeah. Like, what's so, mean? hold on. If you're the Pelican. He's averaging 10 points a game. If you're like, the you don't Pelicans, give $100 million to a 10-point-a-game player. You're Del Demps. Yeah. You're not calling up Ernie being like, hey, Ern. Hey, Big Ern. What can I give you for Otto? He's a guy that's a buy-low guy. He's not having a good year. That's all, the only thing that you could bank on. Oh, he's having a bad year. He's not that good. You put him in a good situation on the wing next to an Anthony Davis. I like that move. Eh. I that, like that move. There's like a hundred other players in the NBA that I'd rather have in that like buy low category than Otto Porter Jr. All right. So let's stick with the Wizards. How do you get out of this current like situation that they're in? Uh, I mean, I think you get rid of either one. I think you have to keep one of the players, like one of the guys in the backcourt. I don't think it should be John Wall, but I think that you should move forward, like toward like rebuilding this whole roster. So that means uh, – all right, so who do you move? Do you move Wall or Beal? Well, I- I think I've made it pretty clear. I think John Wall's got to go. I think if you have to keep someone, then you keep Beal. Okay. But, I mean, you're going to get – I think you're going to actually get more for Bradley Beal. So, there's like that. See, that's what I'm saying. With, with that Wall contract, are they going to have to attach any sweeteners on this deal for someone to take them? Yeah, take on Porter Jr. <laughs> Oof, that's not good, man. Why do you – I mean, that's – 
so much money off of their cap. But I'm sure you're going to have to take bad contracts back. But How do good teams rebuild on the fly? By hitting on draft picks. Yeah. Otto Porter was supposed to be one of those draft picks they hit on, along with Wall and Beal and who else? Jan Vasili. Dude, they can't afford to dump another draft pick like that, a high draft pick. At least I don't think. Well, I, I don't think that they, like, I mean, they hit on those picks, right? They hit on John Wall. They hit on Bradley Beal. Exactly. Like I, but, I mean, Otto Porter Jr., I guess the verdict's still out. He got a huge contract. Um, I think for, that was because Brooklyn matched, or Brooklyn offered him that big deal, and then Washington matched. Yeah, Brooklyn did that to a lot of players. They did that to um, I love that. that Tyler Johnson from uh, Miami, too. Alan Crabb. Alan Crabb. But he, he did... Portland was like, yeah, you guys could have him. <laughs> but uh, so do you think that, like, I mean, you, they brought in, like, Austin Rivers. You know, last year they got, you know, uh, Markeith Morris. They brought in Jeff Green. Like, it's not a terrible roster, to be honest. Do you think that it's coaching? Do you think that Scott Brooks has just kind of lost this team? Uh, I mean, Scott Brooks – it doesn't have a great history of working with two like primary ball handlers, AKA Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant. Um, every time the playoffs came, their offense was very easy to plan for his turn, my turn, his turn, my turn. Um, so maybe it's a, a product of coaching. Um, I don't think it helps when you have your star player telling the coach to go fuck himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's usually not like the best situation. Not, not a great leader in my book. By the way, the Cavs and Lakers are all tied up at 99. Two minutes Ooh. left in the fourth. I want City Osmond to go big time. Throw it down on LeBron. City Osmond. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, just going forward with this, I, I do think – that oh, wow, they have Jason Smith on their roster. Remember him? Yeah. Not good. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a clusterfuck of players, but you never know. Oh, we know. We know exactly how this is going to go. That they're going to trade one of these guys for something that's not a good return because you never get full return on an NBA player. You never they should, do. Or they should also move Dwight Howard. Oof. To where? Who's going to want Dwight? I don't know. There's some team that'll, that'll want him for the playoff run. Yeah, true. I mean, I think from this roster, I think there's a, a few legitimate guys that you could actually might, you know, you probably could get pieces for, and that's Beal. I think Kelly Obrey Jr. as well. Like, he's a young guy. He's coming off the bench. He's doing a good job off the bench. Um, Otto Porter Jr., you could probably get something out of. But going from that for the rest of that roster, I don't see where they can actually bring in some more assets for these players. But now you're talking about a full rebuild, a total rebuild. I mean, they're headed towards like a top five draft pick. I feel like with this team, if you're headed to a top five draft pick, then yeah, you should look to do a total rebuild. That's true. I mean, it's only up from here. This team has ran its course. I feel like, this happens a lot in the NBA where a team is – it's not getting up to the upper echelon of teams, mm-hmm. and it just kind of runs its course. 
I remember when when everyone thought they were about to like take over when they wore the black to the uh, elimination game versus the Celtics. It was that whole thing. Yeah, I that was so funny. Uh, and then they lost. Yeah, it's yeah, that feels like a lifetime ago. It does, man. We're getting old. You're so sorry, John. So sorry. Okay. All right. Moving on. What do you say we jump into some heat check? Kind of finish this show off. Heat check. What do you got for that? Heat check tonight coming up. Within actually, they're coming up very soon. Actually, the first KD Russ showdown of 2018-2019 season. I'm not ready to say this rivalry's dead. So you're saying that's still a thing? Oh, why not? Bring it back. KD's all pissed about Draymond. He's still, I don't know where I'm going to go. What do I do? Contract here. And then Russ comes in and dunks it on his face and screams at him. You haven't heard much from Russ this year, I feel like. Big TV, baby. I'm sorry. We haven't heard that much from Russ this year. Well, he he had that off-season knee surgery late, so he came back after the start of the season and I think he was hurt again. So it's, it's been a rough year for him, but it's Russ. I feel like he'll be back where he's going to be in a matter of time. For sure. And I do feel like Paul George is going to have a big game today. Yeah. I'd like to see them put the, uh, like put the lock that down on that team. Cause steps out. Durant's kind of in a funk. I don't know if Draymond's playing tonight. I, uh, I'd like to see actually a good game. Let's shut down Oracle tonight, baby. Yeah, I, I think that's going to happen too. Did you see what uh, Charles Barkley said about the Warriors' offense without Steph Curry? No. Uh, he compared it to like a Julio Jones wide receiver thing. It was actually one of the smartest things I think he said. Explain. Uh, he was just saying that, you know, Steph Curry is kind of like Julio Jones and like when you have – him on the court, it opens up things for other players. And, like, having Julio on the field obviously opens up, you know, passes for the secondary receivers. That's kind of the same thing with, with Steph where it's just giving you more spacing on the floor. So we made that kind of analogy. And I was like, you know what, that actually kind of makes sense, Chuck. Wow. The, the one broadcast Barkley wasn't drunk. It came up wow. with that. A knowledgeable thing, yeah. Hot take. Barkley's hammered every every time NBA on TNT. By the time the late game hits halftime, Barkley's hammered. Don't throw shots at Chuck. I'm sorry, man. I He's one of the funniest model. people that like NBA people on TV right now. I am not a role model. You're not a role model, Chuck. You're drunk on live TV. All right, let me let me move on to my uh, my heat check. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to the whole Mark Fultz thing because... Wait, wait. <clears throat> I don't know. Did you hear that in the background? Bust. 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 I don't know if our listeners can hear that. It's Bust. Breaking news. Apparently... Markel Fultz's brother basically said that Markel Fultz wants to be traded from the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> really, Markel? You want to get traded? Where do you think your ass is going? Who do you think wants you? 
Little does he know that when Markel got back to his house that night, all of his bags were on his front lawn because Jimmy Butler packed them already. <laughs> Jimmy, Butler, Jimmy, out of here. Jimmy Butler bought the house, kicked the whole family out. <laughs> he kicked the whole family out. Elton Brand's in the, in the, uh, the moving truck with Markel Fultz's shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Driving him to the airport. So, yeah. Number one, what? Make yeah. a shot, Markel, folks. Shoot a free throw without playing hot potato. You did. did you see that? That, new, that new free throw thing, it's like the ball's hot. What is he doing? He it, Ridiculous. And like after the game, he was like, yeah, I just made it up on the spot. Like, <laughs> you made that up on the spot? Do not improvise, Markel. What is it with this guy? Like now, he, now he's going to, to look at another specialist, even though the team said he's fine. Like, well, let's be real. Philly has a history of botching the medicals with their their number one recruits. I mean, Embiid was hurt; he wasn't hurt. His yeah. foot was broken again. He tore his meniscus. He's dancing at Meek Mill. Like they was all over the place with that. Simmons broke his foot. Was out. Was going to come back. Was out the whole year. The fo- they have a history of doing stuff like this, but this Markel thing is on a whole new level. Oh, yeah. I mean, this takes the cake. Um, this guy, you know, you made that trade where if you stay where you were, you probably could have had Jason Tatum. So, Oof. I mean, right now it's going to be looked upon as like one of those things like where you look at <clears throat> the the Kevin Durant draft where uh, Portland – they drafted Odin ahead of Kevin Durant. And like that, you know, I'm sure, you know, they're doing really well now, but I'm sure for a few years there, they really regretted that. Oh, yeah. And I think even though Philly's got a great team right now, they're going to make a run. I'm sure they regret not having a guy like Jason Tatum there. Because let's be real. If Fultz hit, you don't need to make the Jimmy Butler trade. Yeah. Not that the Jimmy Butler trade's bad, but – that just means you have Bolts as a ball handler, you still have Covington, you still have Sarge, and now you go out and sign a max-level free agent. Instead, yeah. you're going to lose this pick for nothing. You traded another first-rounder to Boston just to get the, the pick. Uh, terrible trade. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, Stephen A. Oh, hey, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, where does he go? I want to trade. Yeah. Like, we wanted to trade you for two years, dickhead. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know where he thinks he's going or who he thinks is going to, you know, throw their hat in the ring on this. But um, maybe you just shut your mouth and try to get as healthy as you can, bud. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So, he's away from the team. And then I guess what? He demanded a trade now, so I guess he's completely away from the team. Do you think he – this is unbelievable. Does he get <laughs> traded? Like, what do you think? I, I, I don't know. I, I think, you know, Elton Brand, I mean, the dudes, since he's come on the job, you know, he, he brought them Jimmy Butler. Um, I'm, I'm sure he has to look into things and see if there's actually any sort of interest in him, which I really doubt that there is. Um, but if not, I mean, he's going to be on this roster. I mean, you really can't just 
you know, release him. He's your first round pick. He was the first overall pick in the draft. You're gonna have to keep him around. There's no way you could release him. How and how long is his rookie deal? He's got one more year after this, right? Yeah, I think so. And then you know where he's gonna go? China. Nope. I'll give you one more guess. Uh He's going to the PBA, the Philippines Basketball Association. My old roots. Nope. Or where? The New York Knicks. Oh, God. We are the New York Knicks. Oh, God. Yep. And then we can have a backcourt of him, Moutier, Frank Nicolita. Um, who else we got over there? Timmy Hardaway. All the boys. I, I retract my earlier statement. Let's sign Kemba. <laughs> See, I just brought it all together there. Look at that. Just piecing it together. Now, this is a perfect time to jump to our dunks of the week. Dunks. Our posters, man. Let's get who, – who do you got in your poster? So, I got a fresh one. This was too fresh for me not to do it. This is right from tonight's games. Throwing it back to uh, – to my man, Blake. I pretend like he's jumping on a Kia. Instead, it's Capella. <laughs> <laughs> was not expecting that. Here, here we go. Dude, off the rebound, grabs it and just stuffs it over Clint Capella. See you later, dude. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And just making him look s- silly. Even sillier than he does look with that weird blonde streak in his hair. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to th- kick it over to my boy, <laughs> Zion Williamson. Tank for Zion. Hashtag let's go Knicks. Hashtag lose every game. Hashtag, Hashtag What did we say last pot? We're trying for Zion. Try on for Zion. Boop, boop. Hashtag, I'm not sure why the next one today. Bah, bah, bah. So here we go. <laughs> Here's Zion's dunk for a couple nights ago against SDSU, the windmill. Let's hear it. But this team, look out. Get out of the way, Jay. Oof. Get out of the way, Jay. What do you think he's talking about? Oof. He's just screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> what a beast. I mean, I, I know that they did lose today in, a, in an actually a really close game against Gonzaga. Whoa, wait, did Duke lost? Way to do some research. Yeah, dude, the, the last three plays of the game for, for Duke, last three possessions, they just kind of let R.J. Barrett, like, like, just go to the hole. And, like, all three shots were actually, like, really bad shots. He didn't even look to pass. And, like, it seemed like a very weird – play for Coach Krzyzewski to call with all those options on the team. It's still early. I'm sure he's just trying to figure out who he's got for like who can he go to for a big shot, you know? Yeah, and I do think that playing in this tournament where you're just playing back-to-back against like good competition, it just sets you up to play for that tournament later on, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it doesn't really matter, especially – in college basketball, it doesn't really matter where you wind up as long as you're in the tournament. True. But don't worry. My boys will be in first. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right, man. You got anything else? 
I'm looking forward to a couple of Knicks losses this week. We got to even this out. I cannot believe we beat the Celtics. Just idiotic. Like we what? gave up the lead. First of all, lose it. Boston, what are you doing losing to us? Yeah. I had you guys at over 60 wins this year. I, you I almost bet the over on that Boston team. You guys fucking kidding me? Idiots. God. Can you like, trade Gordon Hayward away? Dude's a bum. Break your leg again. All right, man. Episode four. What'd you think? Good one? In the books. Looking forward to five. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat some turkey. It's turkey time. Peace.